Welcome, welcome. Thank you all for coming out this Sunday. Uh, Apostle won't be here today, but in this absence, we will move forward. Amen. So thank you. Let's stand up for a little bit. Let's make some noise. Let's give us a praise for being in this building, for being in our right mind, to be able to be here. You all look lovely today. Thank you. So we're going to open up in prayer. Um, Minister Suzette, this is our call to worship. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He is worthy and worthy to be praised this morning. Hallelujah. Let's just ask God to decrease us and increase him in this place on today that we will be on one mindset, on one accord this morning. We want to be on the frequency of God. We want to see him move in this place on today. Let's just invite the Holy Spirit in this morning.
Have thine own way in this place, oh God. Have thine own way, oh God. We ask you, Lord God, to cover our pops, Lord God, and path as they travel, Lord God. Charge the angel of protection, Lord God. Let nothing come near their dwelling that's not of you, Lord God. We're praying for safe travel, oh God, that you would take them and bring them back safely, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, oh God, we bind up tickets, Lord God. Malfunctions of the engine, Lord God. Break down now, God. We decree and declare a smooth transition, Lord God. Back home, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. God, that even in their absence, Lord God, you are still, Lord God, with them, Lord God. We thank you for the anointing and the grace, Lord God, that you have bestowed upon them, oh God. This day, Lord God, this day, Lord God, new grace and new mercies, oh God. Oh God, we thank you for traveling grace on today, Lord God. Oh God, we ask you to move, Lord God. Move down every aisle, Lord God. Move, Lord God, on every person on today, Lord God. We all came in here, Lord God, with an expectation, oh God. Take our expectations to another level, Lord God. If it's healing, Lord God, heal in this place, oh God. If it's deliverance, oh God, deliver in this place on today, Lord God. Don't let anybody leave, Lord God, the same way they came in, oh God. Meet the need, Lord God, because you said no good thing when you hold from us, oh God. So God, I'm praying for a release on today, Lord God. A release of the anointing, oh God. A release of your grace from today, Lord God. Release mantles, Lord God, to fall upon us on today, oh God. Oh, in the name of Jesus, oh God. And we thank you, Jesus. Whatever, Lord God. Whatever we stand in the need of, oh God. You meet the need. Like only you can, God. Like only you can, Jesus. Do it for your glory, God. Do it for your glory, Jesus.
Hallelujah. How many know that God is a way maker? Yeah. And God is a miracle worker. Hallelujah. Even when you don't see him, he's moving. Even when you can't feel it, he's moving. Hallelujah. Let's declare that God is our way maker. He is our miracle worker. Promise keeper. Light in the darkness.
y'all better get used to this. Because when we get there, this is what we're going to do forever. For eternity. We're going to praise and we're going to worship and we're going to be in the presence of the living God. And guess what? He's here now. We have to praise Him and worship Him in spirit and in truth. So if you're tired, you ain't ready. If you don't want to do it no more, you ain't ready. I'm ready. I thank God for the sound. I thank God for our musicians. And I thank God for his presence. Because two things that I need is praise and worship. And I need the word. We all need the word. So thank you all. But now, you know, it's time to give. And we get quiet when it's time to give. But Thank God I got something to give. I thank God I got something to be thankful for. I thank God He provided for me and mine. I've never known homelessness or hunger a day in my life. And it's not because I've been so good. It's because He's been so good to me. And I thank Him for it. So as you're preparing your seat, I'm you the easy time. You know, as Bible say, you can mail it to 2423 Glenwood Avenue, Jolene, Illinois. Or what I like, I always say cold hurricane. Because what that does for me is I see, I like that physical act of counting it out. In the envelope, filling out the envelope and giving it because I see this is where my money is going. This is where my sacrifices are. And I see my sacrifice has grown as my blessings have grown. So y'all pray about what y'all gonna get. Just don't do it out of habit. Do it out of thankfulness and prayer. So if you need an envelope, raise your hand, Brother Terrence will give you an envelope. I ain't got that million dollars yet to give. But one day, I will. Because if I give him one million, I got ten million. That's what I'm speaking of my life.
ones you can come for. Bible study at 6.30 p.m. Saturday, movement ministry at 7 a.m. Meet in the church parking lot, weather permitting. Uh, Sunday is Sunday school at 9 a.m. Morning worship is at 10 a.m. Uh, Minister Oliver has received an email from the Sunday school supplier, Urban Ministries, that said they are anticipating delays in the next shipment of Sunday school books for the next session starting in September. As a result, they have provided a link to their website which will allow access to the first two weeks in September, all they had access for this Sunday also. This includes the children's ministry. The link is urbanministries.com. Anyone interested in receiving materials can go to the website address provided and download the materials. Additionally, Minister Oliver would like to know who would be interested in the ability to access Sunday School material, material electronically. This would allow him to determine how many subscriptions to order. Please note that the number of individuals able to access the site will be limited to the number of subscriptions orders, so it's imperative for everyone interested to respond. The church's email is 
newcovenant2423 at gmail.com. The sooner responses are received, the sooner we can order subscriptions. If you have any questions, please, or contact Minister Oliver. Um, more, um, e events coming up. <clears throat> Wife support is coming up on September 24th, 2022 at 9 a.m. Join the women of New Covenant Worship Center for discussion concerning womanhood and marriage. Please see the flyer for meeting information. FBI Faith Building Inspiration Service is September 24th at 7 p.m. This is the third quarter service to help us motivate and encourage to have faith to accomplish our debt free freedom goal. Pink Saturday. Join us for a one mile breast cancer and di diabetes awareness walk on Saturday, October 8, 2022 from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. at the old courthouse. Um, if you would like to do an interview Please see the media staff in the booth after service. I'd like to wish all September birthdays a happy birthday, all September anniversaries a happy anniversary. I'd like to welcome all visitors to New Cup Worship Center. Either you're viewing us online or in person, you are welcome. If you get to check us out or looking for a church home, you are welcome. We had the movement minister yesterday, Brother Rich, myself, and my granddaughter was there. My granddaughter prayed for rain, and it didn't. <laughs> but she wanted a breakfast. I took it a Cracker Barrel anyway. She did. She, and she kept up, because Apostle Barrett's the last time. She told me she was going to keep up. So Kirsten did a good job. So there's going to be a brief message that Apostle prepared for us. So um, let's roll it. Morning, Yeah. Uh, and it's going to be a good game. Yeah. So we're excited about the first home game. We're out here at Richmond. 
touch yeah. and enjoying and relaxing some of the morning. Y'all be blessed. Yeah, support our baby son. All right. Go, eat him, go, come and worship so y'all be blessed. Love you guys. Amen. Amen. So it's good that yeah, he can get away because, you know, apostle and pastor, they have a family like this like we do. Amen. Amen. So they need to get away sometime, too, and support their son and pray over him so he doesn't get injured, yeah. don't get hurt, don't hurt, harm, or danger. And so you got to see how your baby doing sometime. It just yeah. You want to see how he's adjusting, what's going on with him. So, hey, that's a good thing. We have uh, first, we have Mr. Caesar going to be our first speaker. And what I love about this young man, I use that term lightly because we're the same age, uh, is that he has a love for young people. He always pours into young people. He coaches young people. He has an interest in them. So that's a, a blessing and anointing that everybody don't have. I don't. <laughs> so if you all could stand to your feet and, and um, welcome Minister Caesar. You may be seated. So, you know, I just uh, piggyback on what Brother Ryan was saying about uh, Apostle and going out and seeing his kid. That is a great thing to do. You know why? They're never going to be the same age again. Amen. You know, I'm speaking now, I'm older, and I guess I'm speaking from perspective. Well, you know, that I'm a little bit wiser. I don't think I'm wiser, but I think I have perspective. That I'm able to see things in a different way. You know, when this happens, I see my 30-year-old son that we were playing baseball, you know, not too long ago. I see my 27-year-old daughter, married, career, got her master's degree, she's teaching, she, she's out on her own. It wasn't too long before we were seeing her tap dancing. We were seeing her um, with her friends. You know, my 23-year-old. I look at him and he's taller than me and he's, 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 he's smarter than me, he's wiser than me. He was just a little butterball, just walking around after his brother and his, and, and his sister. And then I see my 20 year old, Gabrielle, she's a junior at, uh, uh, she's, old, she's at JJC, she's transferring to hopefully Illinois State. But you look back and these are, we have their pictures, of, still pictures on their wall, on the refrigerator with the magnets when they were little right. and and my other the, uh, my 30 year old came up to me the other day and he's giving me a hug and I, he's hugging me and I'm like and I'm looking at the picture that's on the refrigerator you know so our our children they're blessings yes. a lot of times when 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 we were raising them they could be a pain in you know what yeah. but as now as, as growing men as growing women they they are blessing to us this, this is what God has given us. This is a representation of me and Sister Elsa and the goodness of, of God that, what he has, that he has done in our lives and that he has provided these children for us. You know, we're only keepers of these children. We instruct them. We let them go. You know, the only thing that we have to count upon is that we put the right training into them. You know, I, the, the young girls that I, that I coach, I, I, I coach for the last 24 years uh, from wrestling to football to, to track. And 
we all have different levels of, of athletes that come into, you know, in front of us. So then as a coach, you got to say, well, uh, do I just want the studs or do I just tell the other ones, make it hard enough for they leave and we get rid of them and then I can work with the guys or, or the girls that are, they're athletically gifted. So as a coach, there's, there's, there's two types of coach. The coach that wants to be there to shine for themselves. Look what I've done. Look what I can do. I have conference winners. I have state placers. Or you have the coach that can say, let me help this young lady or this young man go on their way. Because a lot of times they don't have that positive reinforcement at home. You know, so they, they, they sure, they're not athletic. That's fine. But, you know, I always tell the girls, are you guys here to compete or participate? So let me know, because that lets me know how to coach you. You know, that's giving me an opportunity. You're telling me how to coach you. So my speech to them is, you guys are all iPhones. You know, you come before me, you're an iPhone. You know, no Androids, you're an iPhone. But you're different generations of iPhones. You know, we have the iPhone 13, and the 12, the 8, the 7s, the 6. You're all different. My job is to upgrade your, what is it, iOS? Is to upgrade you. Is to put in part or to put into you what you need to be able to compete at this level. I said, just because you're not an iPhone 13 right now does not mean that you're not going to be an iPhone 13 at the end of the season. So as a coach, we, we don't realize how we touch young people. You know, I've been long enough in, 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 in the school system. They ha I have athletes there in their 30s and some in their 40s. And they're coming back with their children. And the first thing they say, hey, little junior, this is Coach Trevino. I hated him. You know why? Because he made me work. But now as a man, he says, I want to be able to be the same father figure that Coach Trevino was to me. I want to be the same father to you. So when, when they come and they tell us that, 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 that we have impacted their lives, wow. You know, then all that early morning, six o'clock practice, because the athletes have to be there, I gotta be there. Or the, the, the summers and, and the winters and lifting and staying, or, you know, me being a pipe fitter. I'm not in the school system, I'm a construction worker, I'm a pipe fitter. I leave the house sometimes at 4.30 in the morning. So when I was coaching, you know, the state, nation, nationwide, or nation caliber talent wrestling team in the 2010, I wouldn't get home till nine o'clock at night. So for me, you know, I, I thank God for my wife, Elsa, that she had the understanding to know what was happening and what was going on. Um, the reason I got into coaching was I saw it wasn't because of my kids. It wasn't that, well, I, I, I want to be this because of my kid. I actually was next to uh, the wrestling mat at the boys club with the little Cobras of Joliet and David Range was coaching. And I knew him from high school, we wrestled together. And I was sitting just watching and practice was going on over here. Well, there was a couple of young kids they couldn't get the move. They couldn't get the move. So I got off the bleachers, went over, 
started telling them. Well, for a parent to do that, it's like, no, no, you don't, you don't get on my mat. So uh, Coach Range came over and he was like, what are you doing? This is and then he looked at me and goes, Caesar? And so he recognized me and he goes, what are you doing in the stairs? Come and come. So that's the way I got involved with coaching, not helping my son, but wanting to help somebody else's child. Amen. And a lot of times, you know, I, I have the privilege that I coach uh, uh, <clears throat> Mr. Roscoe's son, Stevie, when he was little. I was his first T-boy, uh, T-boy, T-ball coach. And, and look at this, how, how situations just puts us all back together and the same spokes and the, and the same thing. So uh, me and Coach Tony, we also were involved with Cedric at the high school level. And um, I, I probably was involved with some of your children once, uh, you know, at one time or another. But today's word, that was just an introduction or picking back to uh, what we were saying about Apostle. Today's word is, comes out of uh, Matthew 6. And uh, we're going to go from... Uh, from 7 to 13. So I asked the media crew to, if you have that, please put it up. And I'm reading from the the New Living Translation. Uh, this just, if anything, you know, I don't like, not that I don't like, I don't understand sometimes the thee and the thou from the King James. So I'll make it simple so everybody can understand. Um, so the word goes like this. But when you pray, Go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray for your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on. And as the Gentiles do, they think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them. For your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. Pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food that we need and forgive us for our sins as we forgive those who sinned against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from evil ones. So if, if we've been in... in in the word or in the ministry, we have heard this this passage before. So as a young man coming up, I would hear this and I'm like, okay, what is this? So I, I looked it up and because, um, you know, when the uh, apostle asked us to, to minister, um, I had a busy week. I had five, six different jobs that I had to go to and well, life was happening. And so I started trying to I, I had a topic in mind and I was going to speak on it and it was about health it was about um, intake of sugar and our bodies does and this and that so I'm doing the research and I tell my wife and I go hey you know this this and that this is what I'm speaking on and then she goes wait a minute is this what you want to speak on oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 oh what God is giving you so my bubble went <laughs> so there, there goes that so a lot of times we got to see that it is it what we want or is it what God wants us to give to the people because we don't take it lightly that apostle's given this opportunity to speak up here you know he's given us 
the opportunity to speak because we know we're connected. We know we, are, we have the covenant vision. We know we, we have the heart of the people. We have the heart of God. So when we speak for the speakers, it, it like Apostle said, you know, last week, it, it's not about whether well, there's people in the audience as well. I want the opportunity to be up there and I want to be able to speak and I want to, you know, I can speak. I can do that. Yes, you can. But are you speaking your words or are you speaking what God is trying to give to us as a community? So in a way, God used my wife to check me. <laughs> so. I, I started, okay, you know, but in my head, I'm still revealing revealing this game of God and going, wait a minute, but I already had the subject, you know, I had facts about it, I had illustrations about it. It didn't go. So, as, as late as last night, I'm, I'm trying to come up with a topic for today. I mean, I got to the point where I was going to call Oliver and go, hey, they call me into work, I won't be there. <laughs> it crossed my mind. <laughs> but... You know, my wife says, well, pray about it. So then I'm watching TV and I'm watching the, the, the college game and I'm laying there. So I close my eyes in between commercials and I start praying. Well, guess what? That's not what God is as far as a prayer. So it came to, to my mind. It's okay. So what is a prayer? Okay. So a prayer it has definite structure to it. So. Excuse me, let me, uh, I came up with, has five parts to the prayer. So the first part is, make the right environment. You know, a lot of times we, we want to pray and we want to do it in between commercials when the TV is going on. Or we want to do it when we're still laying in bed, ready to go to sleep. Or when we, wherever we want to do it. But it, the first one says, make the right environment. The best place to pray is a quiet place where no one is there to disrupt you. What you can do is to lock your door in your room, switch off the noise from the TV and the computer, and your posture doesn't really matter. So a lot of people say, well, you, you have to go and you have to kneel down and you have to do this. The posture, the, the, the posture of your body is not what God is looking at. Amen. The posture of your heart is what God is looking at. So just as we set the atmosphere this morning with praise and worship, guess what? The prayer is the same thing. We have to set the atmosphere, not of the congregation, but of our hearts. Because we come to God with heavy hearts sometimes with heavy thoughts, yeah. with the burdens of whatever we got on our backs. Yeah. You know, and it's hard to humble yourself before God and set that atmosphere. But remember, just one thing that, that I found out with perspective is that if we are made in God's image and he made us to be like him, if our child comes up to us like it did, and I'll share, Gabby, sorry, and I'll share this, you know, my, my daughter came up to me and she goes, Dad, I need a new car. Um, the car I got is it's older and uh, my friends all have new cars and I want a new car. And I says, okay, fine. I says, how, how are you gonna pay for it? And he goes, what do you mean? I says, well, if you want a new car, I says, we are, me and your mother already provided, which they're lucky, we provided their first vehicle. 
And it's up to you to upgrade or to do whatever you want to do with your vehicle. Well, uh, I want a Jeep. I says, okay, let's look at the Jeep. So we went and looked it up in the consumer's guide and app. If you guys ever are buying it in, in, in a buy-in market, consumer's guide app, great app, $45 a, a year. You can go on there, you can put whatever you're looking for and they'll rate it. It's an independent test lap, so it tells you exactly what they're worth. Well, guess what? Jeep was rated last, so, and it was $78,000. So then we started going down. So she goes, well, I, I want this because it's cute, and I want this because it's cute. And I go, daughter, there's such a thing as a need and a want. So what is it? So if I was able to say that to my earthly daughter, guess what God is telling us? Is it a need or a want? So when we pray, we have to be able to distinguish the difference between a need and a want. Because us as parents, it's, you know, if they're coming up to us and saying, we want a $78,000 car, yeah, keep dreaming. Well, guess what? God is going to say the same thing to us. Yeah, keep dreaming. But it's all in perspective. So, so now that we set the atmosphere, we... Then we have to, second part, number two, would have to be praise God. Because, yeah. you know, I'm watching the, the Lord of the Rings, I think it's called on Amazon, and how they come before the king, and they give him all these titles, and you can't look at the king, you can't do that, you can't do this. Well, guess what? Our God is a king. So how can we just step into his presence and go, hey, yeah, I want this, you know, give me this, and, and I want a house and He's going to turn around and go, yeah, right. So we have to be able to praise his name. Set the atmosphere. As we did with the praise and worship this morning, we set that atmosphere. And we could feel it. We could feel it when God comes into his presence because he is happy that we have given him the praise and the worship. And above all names. Start, start out by praising your God. Praising God. And then tell him what you are grateful for. For instance, you can thank God for your good family, for your health, for your relationships, for your pets that only love you because you feed them. <laughs> when I read this, I, I, Apostle, you came to mind. Um, your home, your job, your business, anything that you want to be grateful for. So now we set the atmosphere, we came before him. Now we are going to praise him. We are going to um, tell him what he is to us and why we are thankful. When my daughters came to me and they go, Daddy, you know, I love you. You're the best dad in the world. And, you know, I like you better than mom. Can I have this? Half the time I would just say, yeah, go ahead. Because they came and they softened my heart. But when they come to me and they go, hey, I need 20 bucks. Yeah, no, go ask your mom. So if we are mad, made in God's image, guess what? God is the same way. If we feel the way that we feel with these earthly feelings, we have to get them from somewhere. You know, we have to be like the one that made us. So when, when we come before God, when we humble ourselves, when we give him the praise, if we give him the honor, most likely he is going to be more willing to answer our prayers. Uh, number three. 
The next thing you should do is ask for forgiveness. A human being would always have uh, loops, wrongdoings, and sins that that we we want to ask for God's forgiveness. When he when we hold grudges, or you you feel stress. This is, and this is why it's important to let go of the, uh, to let go and seek forgiveness of God. So when we come in, in front of God's presence and we are asking, we have to make sure to first cleanse ourselves of sin, or even even if if it doesn't happen at that time, ask for forgiveness to come to Him. How can we come and sit at the dinner table with dirty hands? Yes. You know, the first thing my mom is. Get you, go wash your hands. So when we come into the presence of God, we have to be able to come with that heart, with that forgiveness for others. A lot of times we we just we think of God as an ATM. You know, we 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 have the faith that the funds are going to be there, even though we don't do anything to put those funds in there. We don't read our word. We don't pray. We don't show kindness. We don't show love. We don't show mercy. We, we don't show what the scripture says about putting on our armor. But yet, we want to go in front of that ATM bank and get money out of it. Well, I'm here to tell you, God is not an ATM machine. If it works in the earthly realm, it works in the heavenly realm. You have to be able to pay your dues. You have to be able to pay what is necessary for God to be pleased with you. Now, I'm not here to tell you because of your deeds, he's going to answer you. You know, being a Christian is not a Sunday thing. It's not a Wednesday night thing. Maybe. maybe. It's a way of life. It's the way you carry yourself. It's the way that people look at you. That's who you are. So when you're representing out there on the streets, I'm not representing the name Trevino. I am representing the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Because of the step that I follow, the, the, the way I am, that's who I reflect. You know, I'm not, here, I'm not telling you I'm perfect, that I reflect it all the time. Because I am, I'm sinful. I come from a sinful flesh. Yeah. I come from a sinful family. Yeah. You know, in the past. But all we can do is pray for daily renewal. Amen. So... When others see you and see the difference in you, honor and glory to God, not honor and glory to the Trevinos, because that's not what we do. That's not what we try to do with our deeds is to glorify our name, but the higher last name that we all have in common. And that's all being of the faith of, of Christ or following the, the faith of Christ. So... We're down to pray for blessings. So now the atmosphere is set. You have come before the king. You have come with pure heart. Now you can start asking for your blessings. Lord, you know, I, I come before you today that I just want you to bless my family. I want you to keep them safe. And always ask for somebody else before you ask for yourself. Always put in somebody else before you. I always, I, I go down the list from my wife down to my youngest daughter in my prayers when I pray. And I tell them, be with them daily. Be, follow, uh, guide their steps in what they do. Keep them away from temptation. Um, a lot of times, even though, like I said, our job is to train them. 
our relationship doesn't end with them. You know, just because we train them and they're on their own doesn't mean that that a biblical cord is cut. You know, they they always have a home if they need to come back to that home. Um, I I will help them, but they need to help themselves before I can help them. When all the resources are done, okay, son, I'll co-sign for your car, but I'm putting my credit on the line for you. And then, so that gives them uh, the opportunity to, to, to stand on their own two feet, to see what the next generation is gonna be like, the next generation of New Covenant Worship Center and how we train them. Amen. So as a family of Christ, it's no different than the family that we have at home. As new believers come into this church or even believers that just come into the church, we need to train them how we do it here at New Covenant Worship Center. And the things that we believe, the core beliefs that we have in this church. So then the last one is um, thank God. Thank God for what he's going to do. Thank God for the things that are yet to come. And then all you, you always finish a prayer with an an amen, you know, you're not going to say the end, or like the movies, fiend, <laughs> which is an Italian. So that just gives us certain steps. Now, when, when God, and, and back to Matthew, when, when he said pray like this, he was not telling us to use this prayer and go, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. He's given us a template. He's given us a guideline. So I kind of just hit on, on five quick steps of what we need to do to get into, into the presence of God. But a prayer, all it is, is you talking to God. It's you talking to your daddy. You know, I know boys have a closer relationship with their mothers and, boy, and girls have a closer relationship with the dad. So when my daughters speak to me, uh, it's a lot different than me speaking to my boys. You know, my boys, I'm more, hey, come on, you're a man. This is, my daughters, my heart is... <laughs> wide open and says, I, you can't do this, you can't do that. Watch out with this band, don't do this, don't do that. You know, the, the best advice I can give my daughters or fathers you can give to your daughters is find a man that's like your dad. You know, half the time that's what they end up end up with. You know, so if, if, if they care for my daughter and then the way I care for my wife, then they could do, they could do no worse than, than finding a man that's like their father. So when you, when you speak to God, it doesn't have to be routine. It doesn't have to be babble. It doesn't have to be 20 minutes long. Yeah. It doesn't have to be where, you know, you, you, you sit in your closet for hours and hours and hours repeating the same thing, repeating the same thing, repeating the yeah. same thing. Because the, the secret thing about this is God already knows what we're going to ask him. Amen. He's just waiting for us to ask him the right way. Amen. You know, so if God already knows what we're going to ask him, why waste your breath just repeating the same thing over and over? Or coming before God and asking Him for the same thing. I want that Mercedes GL 450. I want. I want. What we need is what He will give us. Amen. So remember that. If I can leave you in closing, I know this is more of lecture than, than the scripture. Is be who you are. In closed doors, not in front of people, because we have different personas. We act a certain way when we're around our friends. We act a certain way when we're our coworkers. We act a certain way when we're with our families. Be the person who you are. Be closed doors. That is who you truly are. You know, the man walking around with the 
white t-shirt and underwears. That's who you are. That's who you feel like. That's, that, is, that is who you are. You know, the women that take out their wigs and they put whatever they put on top and they take off their lashes and makeup. That is who you are. You know, the, 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 the persona that you guys show to the public, it is a persona. God wants the wigless, eyelash, man in their brief. That's the person that he wants. Because that's who we are. In our private time, that's who we are. So when we come before him like that, we are stripped down. We don't have this. We don't have this. <laughs> Everything that we are to show the world who we are. So come before him humbly. Come before him with reverence. Come before with him with a softened heart. Because then he's able to lift that weight off of us the stress that we have upon us and when we ask do it with faith do it with faith and know and believe that if we truly believe that Christ is a son of God that is faith then when we come before him leave the prayer in faith you know just in closing when uh, I tell my my children when you ask for forgiveness, it's like God takes it, throws it in the ocean. But it's us that dive back into that ocean and grab because we don't want to let it go. So it's not that God has not forgiven us. It's that we are not forgiving ourselves. So when we don't forgive ourselves, God is going to say, Knucklehead, I just forgave you. How many times do I want you to, you want me to forgive you? And God does talk to us like that. Yeah. You, know, we have, you know, we do have that relationship and we do have that line of he is God, he is the king, but he's our daddy. Yeah. You know, so don't dive into the ocean. Don't dive into the sea back for that forgiveness. Because sometimes, you know, our chains, we get used to them. And they become comfort on our wrists and on our ankles. And God breaks that off of us. And we feel uncomfortable not having those shackles on. So guess what? We go buy another pair of shackles and put them on. If it's not one thing, it's another thing. And we replace one pair of shackles for something else. You know, Sister Elsa Gate put a song on to play, you know, break the shackles off my feet so I can dance. She was trying to give me <laughs> inspiration. And I'm like, okay, soul. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, what is it? But, you know, as, as an earthly man, I'm looking at earthly things and I'm looking away of, well, let's give me information. But when I surrendered and I finally turned off the TV and I finally went into my quiet place and I prayed, Lord, give me the words that you want your people to hear this morning. And that's when it came through. God bless you. That's why he had them young folks. He's a teacher. Well, 
one thing that he that struck with me, he said he prays for his children, wife and his children before he prays for himself. Amen. If your prayer life is just about you, you got a jacked up prayer life. It can't be just about you. But can we kill um, Minister Caesar another hand? Now we have Minister Oliver. And one thing I always enjoy about Minister Oliver's preaching, I never thought about it that way before. He will break it down to you in a way that I'm like, I read that scripture a hundred times and, and I studied it and I taught it myself and, huh, I kind of missed that one. <laughs> so, I love the way that he breaks things down. He's very straightforward. And that's a good thing. But he cuts me. So be kind. And please give a, a stand to your feet and let's give a round of applause for Minister Caesar. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. Say it like you mean it. Amen. Say it like he did something for you. Amen. Say it like he woke you up this morning. Amen. Started you on your way. Amen. On your own accord. Amen. Amen. Thank God for Deacon Ryan. Thank God for Minister Caesar and all of our church family, yes. whether they have titles or not, Amen. we all have something to bring to the table. Yeah. Believe it or not, mm. right or wrong, good or bad, we all have something to bring to the table. Yes. Thank God for the opportunity to be before you once again on the heels of Minister Caesar, we always seem to be on the same page in the spirit. I thank God for the word out of Matthew. I too will be coming out of Matthew for the message today. And I thank God for what he has put on my heart to share. And I, you know, I, I thank God for the accolades. The Bible says, know those who labor among you. Each and every one of us is known for something. Believe it or not, we're known for something. Even if it's not amongst ourselves, it's amongst your social circle and those you hang around and those they hang around and so on and so on. Everybody in here is known for something. From the book of Matthew, the eighth chapter, verses five through 10, I'm reading out of the NIV. When Jesus was entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home, paralyzed, suffering terribly. 
Jesus said to him, shall I come and heal him? The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one go and he goes and that one come and he comes. I say to my servant, do this and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those following him, truly, I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. Amen. I'd like to talk to you about the subject game, recognize game. Game, recognize Game. Now that's not the proper vernacular. To say it correctly, it's game recognizes game. But we also have to know that it's really not about a game. It's about respect for one another. It's about respect on an even keel. It's about respect above and respect below or lack thereof. So when we encounter somebody who's on our level and we recognize them for who they are and what they represent, we say game, recognize game. Yeah. Yeah. Game, recognize game. And then on the other hand, if we recognize somebody that is above us and we pay homage to them, we have to say game, recognize game. And on the, on the, on the flip to that one, on the downside, if somebody comes to us trying to run a game, trying to play a game no 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 you can't you can't run that on me no 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 not me see game recognize game you got to come with something else Capernaum Jesus in his Capernaum and he encounters this centurion and the centurion comes at him from a position of humility Even though he has, he was a person of authority, yeah. he came with humility. Yeah. He came asking. Later on, he said, I tell people what to do. But here he comes asking. Game had to recognize game here. Oh, no, see, I can't tell you what to do. Even though I recognize your authority, I still have to submit. So I have to ask. I'm here asking. My servant is ill. Come, 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 come heal him. Jesus says, you want me to come heal him? No, 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 no. See, because I'm not worthy. None of us are. Not a single soul in here is worthy of the grace and mercy that is bestowed upon us. But do we recognize it? Or do we take it for granted? The centurion recognized that he wasn't on that level. No, I, I don't deserve for you to even come under my roof. But I recognize your authority. All you have to do is say the word. Something peculiar about that interaction. What one recognized in one is not necessarily what one recognized in the other. 
even though they recognize each other's game. See, the centurion recognized Jesus' authority. How do we know that? He said, because I'm a man of authority. All I do is say the word and it's done. All you have to do is say the word and it's done. Oh, but Jesus came back with one. See, he didn't say, I'm a man of great faith. And all you have to do is say the word. No, 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 no. Jesus came back with, oh, wait a, hold, wait a minute. What is this? What is this? I recognize this. And it's something that I had not seen in all of Israel. This level of faith. One recognizes authority and the other recognizes faith. But game still recognized game. Still had to submit and pay homage one to the other. He gave the man an accolade before everybody there following him. Did they see that coming? No, they saw him as a centurion. Jesus saw him as a man with great faith such that he had never seen in all of Israel. And because of that faith, what happened to his servant? He was healed. On the spot healed. Because of his faith. But then there's another one. We have perpetrators. Mm -hmm. We have perpetrators. Folks walking around pretending. All that in a bag of chips. And more. We see it all the time. We just don't pay attention to it. And it's not a knock, but how many times have you seen somebody wearing a jersey of some professional player? Oh, yeah, I remember growing up, yo, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you got folks five foot nothing walking around with a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar jersey on. Nowhere near Kareem, nowhere on his level. But it would be ill-advised for that individual to take that jersey on a court in the arena where Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played on that level because it wouldn't end too well. No, no, no. See, you, you five feet nothing. You're not going to do a sky hook like Kareem. You're not going to dunk the basketball like Kareem. No, 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 no. See, you, you, you're representing... But you're not real. You're a fan. That's all. You're a fan. I, I, I like this player. You can just as well wear another one. Any jersey will do. You, you're just a fan. You're not a player. You don't have that level of talent to compete on that level. You're just representing. At best. Book of Acts talks about that. Acts 19 verses 13 through 16. Town of Ephesus where the Apostle Paul had been casting out evil spirits in the name of Jesus. The Bible said that God did miraculous works through Paul such that cloth that touched him was taken to people who were sick and inflicted or had demons or were demon possessed 
and they were cured, they were healed. Picking up on verse 13, some Jews run around driving out evil spirits, tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon possessed. They would say in the name of the Jesus whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. Now, hold on. Is there another Jesus around there somewhere? In the name of the Jesus that Paul preaches about? That reminds me of that commercial that they play. I don't remember the actor, but everything is 24 karat gold. And who's the quarterback that, 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 that played for the Denver Broncos? He, he just retired. But anyway, he asked them, is, they're, they're sitting around in this party and everything is 24 karat gold. And he asked, is this really 24 karat gold? And he responds, is there another gold that I don't know about? <laughs> the same thing here, if you read the passage, they switched up something. In the name of the Jesus that Paul preaches, the Jesus. Uh-oh. Seven sons of Sceva, Jewish chief priests, were doing this. One day, the evil spirit answered them. Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, but who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. Coming up in there with the wrong game. You ran up on the wrong person playing that game. Mm-hmm. Gave them such a beating they escaped naked and bleeding. They ran out naked and bleeding. First of all, you pricked the demon-spirited man when you invoked the name of Jesus. See, anytime you invoke the name of Jesus, the devil gets mad. See? See, you poked the bear. But you weren't ready for the response. Not only were you not ready, you weren't equipped. You were a fake and a phony. And you got called out. Just like you call out that con artist that tries to con you. Don't come to me with that. That stuff don't work here. Jesus I know and Paul I know about, but who are you? It would be ill-advised for anybody to think that just because you know the pastor that you possess some power to cast out demons. It would be ill-advised for someone because they had Christian friends to think that they had power to cast out demons. It would be ill-advised for somebody just because they came to church to think that they could cast out demons. You can't come riding up in there on somebody else's face. You can't come rolling up on the set wearing somebody else's jersey. Get your own jersey. Get your own act in order before you go out and try to Teach, preach, cast out demons, heal the sick. Get yours together first with Christ. 
There's an order in this because I can reassure as well as guarantee you, if you go out there with something fake, game, recognize game. And it won't be long before you get something similar to the same beatdown as the Seven Sons of Skeever. Game, recognize game. There's a cartoon that I used to watch coming up. And it's in line with 2 Corinthians 2 and 11 where Jesus, or in Matthews 24 and 24, says, For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders insomuch that it were possible they should deceive the very elect. We're living in a time right now. We're experiencing it now. Yes, People are falling yes, for some of the most ridiculous yes, stuff. Yes, and we sit back and say, how in the world can people fall for that? People today ain't no different than yesterday or tomorrow until the day that Christ returns. And it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. We have to be up on our game. So that when we see that game, we say, no, no, no. Don't bring that stuff to me because game recognize game. And that is nothing that nowhere in line with my teaching and my, my spirit and my relationship with Christ. So keep it moving. Don't even try it. Don't think you're going to pull the wool over my eyes because... There will be a time when people that you don't even expect will fall for nonsense. If it were possible, it would fool the very elect, the elite. The people that you never expect would fall for it. It could fool them. I'm not talking about a neophyte. I'm not talking about a new babe in Christ. I'm talking about seasoned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, they've, been about, they've been around the block a while. Game so cunning, if it were possible, it could even conceive or deceive them. Gives you an idea. And this is 2,000 years ago when Christ said this. 2,000 years ago, and he said, now I've told you. King James Version says, I told you before. That means I've already given you warning. You've already got the word. I've already given you a heads up that this is going to happen. Because the Bible talks about the wiles of the devil. What, what are wiles? Devious or cunning stratagems employed in manipulating and persuading someone to do what one wants. That's the noun version. But the verb is to lure or entice the wiles of the devil. I started to mention it before. There was a cartoon when I was growing up. The Roadrunner and the Coyote. The Wiley Coyote. See, before I even knew what Wiley meant, I'm being taught about the wiles of the enemy. And what was the roadrunner strategy? He was always trying to trick and trap 
the roadrunner. Why did he want to trick and trap the roadrunner? Every now and then they show this caption of what he was thinking. And he shows him with the, you know, the napkin around his neck and the plate with the wily e. coyote on it. He's got his fork and his knife ready to devour him. What is the strategy of Satan? Where have you been, Satan? Roaming to and fro, seeking who I can devour. Wily, the wiles of the devil. And it doesn't go away because Wiley Coyote didn't quit. He came with something else, something else, something else. He never died. He take the longest fall <laughs> off the steepest cliff. But he didn't die. Satan's the same way. He's been around since forever. He's still around today. Playing the same games today that he was playing yesterday. See, ain't nothing new under the sun. It's all a rerun. It's just new to you. That's what my grandmama used to tell me all the time. Ain't nothing new under the sun. It's just new to you. You just never seen it before. See, it's the same game. They just call it something different. Yeah. Yeah, see the bop yesterday is something else today. You know, we, we may not know what the bop is. I, I don't remember what the bop is. But I just know it was, a, 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 it was a Deacon Jerry. Am, am I correct? Okay. It's okay, stepping. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, give me a minute here. Give me a minute. I'm, I'm catching up. Thank you, sister, again. Catch your brother up. The bop is stepping. Same dance. Same moves. What changed? The name. We got to be aware of the wiles of Satan. We got to be aware of the games and tricks of the world. It's just packaged different now. You open it up, it's the same thing from yesterday. Yeah. Same stale trick, yeah. same dull jokes, whatever traps. Yeah. It's the same. Yeah. It's just a different package. We have to be up on our game because if we don't, we get tripped up and trapped. We get tripped up and trapped and it's a gotcha. But don't despair. Don't despair. See, because if we go back to Acts and we finish the story, so we finish the story in Matthew, the servant was healed. Let's finish the story in Acts. After the seven sons of Sceva got beat up. What did it say happened? Mm -mm. You messed up. You messed up, devil. 
See, you thought you did something because you beat up on some neophytes. You thought you did something because you beat up on some imposters. But what happened? When this became known to the Jews and Greeks living in Ephesus, they were all seized with fear and the name of the Lord Jesus was held in high honor. What happened? They recognized that Jesus was the authority in Ephesus. What was going on in Ephesus? They were practicing witchcraft and sorcery. What did they do? Many of those who believed now came and openly confessed what they had done. A number who had practiced sorcery brought their scrolls together and burned them publicly. When they, were, when, when they calculated the value of the scrolls, the total came to 50,000 drachmas. Wait a minute. You mean they invested money in that mess? 50,000 drachmas in today's value is $50,000, a little over $50,000. If we were to calculate that from then, we're talking $20 million. In one little town called Ephesus, $20 million invested in sorcery. But what did they do? They burned it. See, the devil would have been better off by leaving those seven sons of Sceva alone. Amen. Thought he did something. No, 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 no. Now, you poked the bear. Devil, you poked the bear. Because Jesus got the glory. Christ was magnified. Why? Because game recognized game in the higher realm. They had to pay homage. They became fearful. Fear of the Lord is what? Beginning of wisdom. The beginning of wisdom. If you don't have fear of the Lord in your heart, heaven help you. If what you're doing doesn't bother you and you have no fear of retributions or repercussions, you're reprobate. You in trouble. You in very serious trouble. Because no matter what game you have or think you have, there's a day of reckoning. Mm. There's a day of reckoning. One day you're going to come face to face with God. And you're going to give an account of everything that you did. Romans 14, 11 and 12. It says, for it is written as, as, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God so that each of us shall account, shall give an account of himself to God. I don't care what kind of game you think you got. You're going to recognize. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, you ought to recognize. You ought to recognize the authority of God. You ought to recognize the authority of Jesus Christ. Whatever it is you're doing now, you better burn it. It's not worth it. I don't care what value you may have on it. You better put it in a pit 
set it on fire and watch it burn. Turn your life over to Christ because no matter what, in the final analysis, we have to realize that game recognize game. Give the Lord a hand of praise. There's anybody who doesn't know Christ, who has not given their lives to Christ, I offer the invitation, an opportunity to get right, an opportunity to get your own jersey, an opportunity to be the real McCoy, as it's called, not a fake, not a phony, to be a real player in the game. This game called life. Amen? Amen. This game called life. And it's not difficult. It's not hard. Believe in your heart, Lord Jesus, that God raised him from the dead and confess with your mouth. You will be saved. Is that hard? It's not hard, but it's difficult. Why? Because we're not ready to burn those sorcerer's books. See, we haven't come to the realization of who the game master really is. See, we always want respect in this world. You know, you can't run my game on me. master architect creator of the game is going to call the game one day and that's what's going with what we call now that show we call the the, the marvels in game that's it game over game over it is now time to give an account all your sorcery, all your tricks, all your games, whatever it was that you thought you were on top of your game, all on display before God. Tell about it. On your knees. It says it right here. Every knee shall bow and every tongue confess to God. You're not getting away. Think you got game? Okay. Keep living. Keep living. And I say keep living because as long as you live, you have an opportunity to get it right. As long as there is breath in your body, you have an opportunity to get it right. Is there anybody here that doesn't have a church home? I offer the invitation to join. It'd be nice if we had some music now, you know. <laughs>
See, when we start talking about salvation and the hereafter and giving account, I'm glad you're quiet because that means you're paying attention and you should. If you didn't hear anything else I said today, that is the most important message of the day. Time to get it right while you're living. Because when death closes your eyes, that's it. You're no longer working on the dash. That's what we're on right now. We're working on the dash. From the day you were born, there's a dash. And the day you die, there's a date. That's the end date for this life. Everything you have done up to that point is written. And you're going to come before God. All of us, no matter what game you had or thought you had, you're going to have to recognize. You're going to have to recognize God. Amen. 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 Thank God for the word today. Thank God for Minister Caesar. Thank God for Deacon Ryan. Thank God for everybody who was able to make it here today. Those on Facebook and YouTube. Blessings and grace to each and every one of you. We have any first time visitors? One. Amen. We have two? Two? Am I not seeing somebody? Somebody hiding. Okay. All right. Stand up, please. Stand up. State your name and who invited you. Okay, all right, all right, all right. I like that. That looks like a good place to stop and pull up. Let me pull up in here and see what they're serving. Amen. Amen. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you come back next to you. Okay, two sisters, all right? All right, so y'all were just driving by and then, hmm, that, that looks like a good place. Amen. Amen. Amen, glad to have you. Welcome, and please return. Amen, amen. Anything else? Oh, one more thing before I go. They mentioned it in the announcements. They did extend the lessons for Urban Ministries where we get our Sunday school material. They extended it through September. So all four weeks in September are on the website, urbanministries.com. Urbanministries.com. When you go there, there's a, you'll see the link there. Drop down and it's everything they have. They put it all out there. Stuff that we don't even use. Nice to know, perusing and for your reading pleasure, leisure, whatever. It's there for you. Amen. And hopefully... Hopefully soon we will have our material delivered. We have to understand and realize the disruption in the supply chain. And this year, this particular moment, this quarter was even more so um, taxing for urban ministries. Is it, The reason is because all of their material is due, the quarterly and the annuals. 
all of it for everything they put out. And if you go on their website and you see the laundry list of what they put out, it's a lot of material. That is a lot of material that they develop 24 months in advance. So the stuff that we're waiting on, they developed two years ago. Amen. We gotta be prepared. We have to be prepared. So we are hopeful and prayerful that our material will show up soon and you will be able to get that. Um, they also mentioned about the electronic versions. Those are available. I would recommend those. Um, the church is only paying for the subscriptions for the adult books. Those are the direction books that we hand out. Everything else, there is a charge for that. And that is the precepts commentary, the annual commentaries that we, we get. There is a charge for that. But they're offering it 12 months for 11 months. 12 months is $72. I went and purchased one for myself. But it's available online, electronic version, for those who want to pay for the commentaries. That's the commentaries, not the direction books. The direction books are, can also be purchased if you want it, but we're um, purchasing a subscription based on who um, requests it. Okay? For those who request it, it's not just because we nice and benevolent. No. You know, we, we give it to you hard copy. We buy that for you. But we're going to do that as well for the student version. Amen? Amen. Anything else? Did I miss anything? All right, let us all stand to our feet.